There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, hello, Brother McVeigh. This is Pastor John Asquith, for those of you who uh, may not know me, and I'm uh, very grateful to uh, evangelist Tim McVeigh to have allowed me to be on this podcast. And what I want to do this morning, and I want to cover a verse, it's in the book of Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11, and it says this, As for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have sent forth thy prisoners out of the pit wherein is no water. That's a wonderful, wonderful uh, verse there. It's talking about those that are prisoners in this place with no water. And if you think back to uh, Lazarus and the rich man, um, there was there was water on Lazarus' side. There was no water on the rich man's side. And we're going to find out about some blood that could get a person even out of there. And we're going to talk about that. And we're going to look at three reasons why when the Lord Jesus Christ died and became sin for us that knew no sin. When he became a worm and no man, he no longer had righteousness. He bore the sin of all those people that were to believe on him through the years and took their sins upon upon him, and he died, and it was right that he die because he is now a worm and no man. And the Bible then says that his soul was not left in hell. And we know that he went to hell because the Psalms very clearly tell us that he went to hell. Now, I know there's people who don't like that. And I, there's not much that I can do for you. You can have a religion where he didn't go to hell. Uh, Ron Hubbard made a religion uh, called Scientology. And I live in the United States of America. It's perfectly legal to do that. Um, you can make a religion out of anything you want, but I am going to follow what the Word of God says, and we're going to look at three reasons why God the Father delivered Jesus Christ out of the flames of hell. And we're going to look at that. We're going to start with Psalm chapter 116, and we're going to read what it has to say here. And this is a Psalm of David, and it says this, I love the Lord, verse 1, because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Now, it's interesting because that's a conditional love. Why you love him? He heard my voice. He heard my supplications. This reminds me of the woman who uh, had much sin and wept over Jesus Christ and washed his feet with her hair, and the Pharisee hated that. And Jesus Christ said, hey, he that's forgiven much loves much. Now, verse 2, because he has inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. And that is the definition of calling upon the name of the Lord. You have salvation. You, that is the name of the God you call upon, and you shall be saved. When that rapture happens, you are one of those people who are going up with it. 
The sorrows of death compass me and the pains of hell get hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Now, I'm going to say right this. Now, King David many times in his life was surrounded by the sorrows of death. You'll find times he mourned over death. He saw death. He created death uh, and killed people. But never at any time did King David ever suffer the pains of hell. At no time did he ever suffer those pains. And yet, the psalmist here says, he said, the pains of hell get hold upon me. Folks, we're dealing here with messianic prophecy. Now, going on a little bit more, it says this. Verse 4, then called I upon the name of the Lord. I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee, for thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. Now, it's interesting here because whoever wrote this is in the bottomless pit. You say, bottomless pit? Yeah, he's in the center of the earth where all gravity comes together. If the earth was not moving at all, and you were there, you would just be suspended there. But the earth is turning. So you would never reach the bottom. You're always falling. We're listening to the cry of someone who has gone into the bottomless pit, who is in the flames of hell. The flames of hell get hold upon him. But he's different than anyone else who's ever gone there before because he's reacting by faith. Verse 9, I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. This isn't the speaking of someone who's alive. They're already walking in the land of the living. This is the testimony of someone who's dead. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 10, I believed, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. What a wonderful thing. We've just seen the faith of Jesus Christ in the flames of hell. He's there. The devils hate him. It says they gaped upon me with their mouths as a ravening and a roaring lion. They're, they're hating him. They're victorious. They have the Son of God in the flames of hell. His soul has been made an offering for sin. And yet he stands there in faith and says, I will walk before the Lord of the land of the living. I will. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. You know, in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, the apostle Paul, he ascribes that to the faith that we have. He says, we having the same spirit of faith, I believed, therefore have I spoken. Now, you might just say, oh, we have the faith of David. That's not going to help you very much. I want to have the faith of Jesus Christ. By grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want the faith of Jesus Christ. And this is the faith of Jesus Christ in the flames of hell, knowing that he cannot stay there. It is impossible that he should stay there. And here's what he said. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. Verse 10, I believe, therefore I spoke greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are lies. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. You know, he rose out of that grave. First, he was taken out of the flames of hell. 
taken over to paradise where there is water. He was delivered out of that pit wherein is no water. It was done by the blood of the everlasting covenant, and we're going to look at that. In fact, let's go to Hebrews chapter 13, and let's just take a look at that tremendous chapter and what it has to say in verse 20. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20 says this, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. There we have that blood of the everlasting covenant, and we find out that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead through that blood. I know a lot of people say it's the blood, it's the blood. And yes, it is the blood. It's the blood that got Jesus Christ out of hell. You say, well, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Yeah, Zechariah told you that place where there's no water. That's where he was. In other words, Jesus Christ descended into the lower parts. Ephesians chapter 4. He descended into the lower parts, plural, of the earth. And God took him out of there and brought him over where there was water. And by the way, if you have been saved, you have been baptized into his death. You've been baptized into the Holy with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You died with him on the cross. You went into the flames of hell with him. Your sins were burned off and his faith got you out of there. And the blood of the everlasting covenant was taken into heaven while he was still in the flames of hell and brought there, and sprinkled, and poured out, and God the Father delivered him. By the way, his faith is one of the reasons he was delivered. He could not stay there. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. Number two, he could not stay there because the blood of the everlasting covenant was taken into heaven before he resurrected. We're going to look at, at number three. We're going to go to Psalm chapter 18. And we're going to look at the third reason that God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the dead and made him to be alive again. Now it goes on and it says this in Psalm chapter 18. And we'll just look at this and we'll pick up on verse 3. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Then he says this, by the way, that could have easily happened to King David. Uh, many times he was comfortable about, many times ungodly men made him afraid. But look what verse 5 said. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. No, David never found himself surrounded by the sorrows of hell and snared in death. That he did not find. He says in verse 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him even to his ears. Look at verse 7. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Let me ask you a question. Did that happen when Jesus was on the cross? Did the earth shake? Or was this something, oh, this must be David. You know, that earthquake that the Bible never talks about, that no one talks about in the days of David, but it must have been there because you don't want it to be Jesus. But the Bible says this is Jesus Christ. Now going on and it says this, 
Verse 7, the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. Verse 8, there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured and coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and he came down and darkness was under his feet. Now this is a wonderful thing here, people, because the second thing that happened when Jesus was on the cross is there was darkness. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is going to collect the blood of Jesus Christ. He has shed all of it. Pastor Terry Fenton of, of, of West Seneca, or excuse me, of Seneca Falls preached at the Black Creek Baptist Church last Friday, and he explained very carefully how that the blood of Jesus Christ was totally shed out of his body. Where did that blood go? Well, you want to know something? When the Roman soldiers went to their wives to get their robes washed, there wasn't any of Jesus' blood on those robes. They didn't find a bit of that on them anywhere because that blood was collected and taken into heaven because God made it black all over the earth and they just came down and got that. Then it says this, verse 9, he bowed the heavens, came down, darkness was under his feet. 10, he rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place, his pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed hailstones and coals of fire. Now, the Father is wroth. Jesus Christ has been turned into sin. Jesus Christ has become a worm and no man. The Father has had a rage with him because he bears your and my sin. But look at what it says here in verse 13. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. We see two members of the Trinity here. The highest, no doubt that's the Father. But the Lord also thundered in the heavens. Now, folks, we've seen a strange thing here on the cross. We've seen the Godhead torn to pieces. Now, if you study the burnt sacrifice, you'll understand what happens when a man is too poor to bring a, a, a bullock to the burnt offering. He can go out there and get himself a turtle dove. And he brings that turtle dove to the priest, and the priest takes it and wrings the head off and squeezes that blood into the fire. What's that a picture of? It's a picture of the Godhead being torn asunder at the cross. That's why the Bible says, uh, for, he, for he hath given his life for us. God died for us. That's John 3, 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God because God died for us. He died for us. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he, God, died for us. He's torn apart at the cross. That bird was torn apart there. And now the Father in heaven sees the Lord Jesus Christ in the flames of hell, and he smells a savor that's pleasing to him, an acceptable sacrifice. He smells that burning, and it says the Lord thundered in the heavens. Why? Because Jesus sent his spirit to the Father. His spirit is safe with the Father. His spirit is clean, sinless, always good. He commended it to the Father. Look, Father, there's nothing wrong with my spirit. He's committed his spirit to the Father. Psalm uh, 31, he committed it to him. And now from heaven, that spirit wants to come back and reunite with the soul of Jesus Christ to resurrect him out of the flames of hell. And the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Look at verse 14. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He shot out lightnings and discomforted them. 
Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. The Father himself has taken a cherub, and he is going to come down with the Spirit of Jesus Christ. He's going to come down into the very foundations of the earth. Now, folks, you don't have to stand at Yellowstone National Park too long and watch geysers come up to realize that water is hitting the flames of hell somewhere down there pretty deep hitting all that molten rock and all that stuff down there, and there's waters, channels of waters all through there. Science is discovering now that there's an ocean down there underneath the, uh, the layers of the earth. They're finally catching up where the Bible knew. Two, three thousand years ago, science is catching up with it. And he sent from above, verse 16, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He went into the flames of hell and drew them across now, that great gulf filled with water, and brings him over to where Lazarus, Lazarus and Abraham are. He delivered me, verse 17, from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. And there is the third reason that Jesus Christ was saved out of the flames of hell. Number one, he has the promises of God upon him. I believe, therefore have I spoken. Those promises cannot be broken. My friends, I want you to understand that if I were to wake up tomorrow in the flames of hell, I would laugh and mock because I cannot stay there. I have the faith of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is in heaven for me. I can no more stay in the flames of hell than Jesus Christ could stay there. Number two, Two, why was he delivered? Because the blood of the everlasting covenant delivered the those in that pit, were in that thirsty place, that dry place where there was no water. We found that the Holy Ghost took his blood into heaven and he was raised from the dead through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And we find now that he delivered him because he delighted in him. Verse 20 he, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands as he recompensed me. My friends, this is the, one of the greatest doctrines in the word of God. The love of God that he would become a worm and no man and go to where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. My, God, my friends, I want you to understand the Jehovah Witnesses believe the penalty of sin is death. You just poof, you're gone. It's over. Okay, you died. That's it. So what? No, a Christian believes believes that if you die in your sins, you not just die, there's no poof, you go into the flames of hell. I believe Jesus Christ paid the penalty for my sins. He didn't do the just the Jehovah was poof, he died. Oh, that's it. No, Jesus Christ went into the flames of hell and he paid the price for the grievous, awful life of John Asquith and for every one of you to hear this. Brother McVeigh, thank you very much for allowing me to be on this podcast. I have learned much from your podcast. I thank God for all those who hear. And I thank you, O Lord, now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website 
or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.